today on my podcast, I will be speaking about my experience as being a home health aide. So this is just a little awareness type of video. Let me just say a background about myself. I am 27. I'll be 28 in August. I always had a passion for helping people, and I always been in the medical field. My first job was working as a secretary. Then I started working as a daycare provider. Then I started working as a home health aide. I am now a nursing assistant. One day I would like to be a pediatrics nurse. I have already taken some of the classes that I have to be to be a pediatric nurse. I think I have about six or eight classes. And then once I'm done with that, I will have my nursing degree. And I was in school for vocal performance and pre-med. I have one in associates, one in masters. So a home health aide is a person that cares for somebody with disabilities, um, chronic illness who are usually in the home. Also, a home health aide does not always have to be someone that's an elder. It could be someone that you work for that you have a client that's that's a child. But everyone I have ever worked for was an elder. Now, I am not going to say the people's name in this video, nor am I going to say the place that I worked for just because I don't want no one you know I'm pretty sure they won't never see this video but it might be someone listening to it no one suing me for defamation of character if you don't know what defamation of character is it's a person who can sue you for tarnishing their reputation whether it's um, their character their business their relationship so on like that even though this is true events that happen I just don't want it to be something that bites me in my ass at the end of the day. So I'm just making sure that I go about this in a smart way. So anyway, when um, I started wanting to take home health aid class, I never wanted to be a home health aide, but I started taking home health aid classes because it's giving you more experience to work in the medical field. And um, it's a good thing to have on your resume that you actually work for someone in the home. So. When I first went to this establishment, um, they asked you, do you have any limitations that you cannot work? Like if someone is too heavy, um, you don't want to work with a male or female. So you could call me high maintenance, but I had three things that I was not going to work with. It was not go I was not going to work with anybody that lived close by me because where I lay my head at, that's, that's that. And where I go to work at, that's that. There are two separate things. I don't want getting in between the two. So I just wanted it to be separate. Then also, I didn't want to work with a male in a house. And I didn't want to work with people who have bugs in their house. Um, I'm not trying to sound bougie or anything like that. I have a fear of bugs. I really do. I can. I don't even like a spot, just one spider. I'm terrified of bugs. Roaches, butterflies, ladybug, I just cannot. I can't do it with them. So them was my three things I wasn't going to work with. So... Also, with the home health aid, I tell everybody when they ask me my, about my experience with home health aid, when you work as a home health aid, say, for example, you have Maria Johnson, and they will give you a worksheet, and they will tell you a little bit about the person and stuff like that. Like, say, like, if your patient name is Maria Johnson, they'll say where they live at, their restrictions, what they can and cannot do, what they want um, done. But as a home health aid, when you go into a house, you don't know what you may be going into. So you might be going for Marie Johnson, but you don't know who else is in the house. So working at this facility, all my other patients, I had such a good relationship with. I'm 20, I'm 27 now, and this was around when I was 24, and I'm still close with all of my patients, but this particular thing. Like I have one patient that I go and visit. 
I cook for her, she cooks for me. We go in her garden and we eat together. We listen to music, we watch movies and stuff. So that kind of shows how my work ethic is like, that I still keep in contact with all of my patients that I have had. But anyway, when I first seen this particular client and I was seeing where was the directions for, for me to get there, it said that it would only take me three minutes to get there. So I'm thinking this can't be right. So I check it and this person is literally down the street from me. So that was red flag number one. Remember, red flag number one. I called my job and they was like, you know, when nobody can um, work with her, nobody wants to come in that area because where I live that is um, a bad neighborhood. You know, I'm just going to be real with you. It is a bad neighborhood. It's a lot of break-ins and stuff like that so I got it and I felt sorry that nobody could go help her where she lives and she needs help so I said I would do it so when I'm looking at the worksheet of everything it's saying that she's an African-American woman she's 56 years old and she cannot walk unless she is on a walker other than that she can't walk by herself and it was saying the things that she needed it said that she needed to be um why she needed a couple of things um did around the house now also as a home health aide um you do a little things around the house like you might wash some dishes for somebody you might vacuum their floor and stuff but you're not a maid and a lot of home health aides know what i'm talking about and if you don't you are not a maid you are not supposed to be walking their dogs outside you are not supposed to be washing windows it's very limited so when i get there I'm knocking on the door. She comes to the door without a wheelchair, out of walker, cane. She can walk, right? Red flag number two. So when I get in there, she was. I was saying, what would you like me to do? She told me, you don't need to do anything. You could just sit down and watch TV with me. And I told her, like, um, no, nah, I ain't going to do She was like, that's what them, all the other girls do. And I'm thinking, okay, red flag number three. They told me, like, she didn't have no one to come help her. So she didn't have other people. So I'm thinking, what happened to all her other home health phase and I know sometimes home health phase like we have life so we can't work for somebody Monday through Sunday but she was like yeah I got about three home health phase so I'm thinking like this don't even sound right so I'm asking her is there anything that you want me to do because me personally I know that might be like what the hell is you talking about like all she wanted you to do is watch TV but I ain't like that if I go to work either if it's one minute away from me I'm going for work I didn't have to even put on no clothes none of that if I was just going to go sit, if I want to go sit down freely and relax, I can do it at my house, not at somebody else's house that I don't know, that I'm supposed to be working with. So she was like, well, can you make up my bed? So that was fine. When I go upstairs and I make up her bed, I feel something watching me and stuff like that. And I'm just thinking, okay, maybe you just paranoid and stuff like that. But you always listen to your gut. And what your gut tells you you need to listen to, because them are that's, that's God. That's God and them are angels around you warning you. And everybody has it. You always feel it. You need to pay attention to it. But anyway, I am making up her bed. I feel something watching me. So I look up and it is her son in the doorway, shirtless, pantsless, sockless, dick hard and sweaty in the doorway looking at me. So I always been, I hate to be put in this situation because I didn't even know what to say. I didn't know if I, like, how can I tell somebody, oh, you can't be in here while I'm doing like you know what I'm saying like I'm in his house you know so he's in the doorway so I continue what I'm doing when I walk towards the doorway he blocks the doorway sweaty and all porn with sweat wet as hell looking looking nasty dick on hard pointing towards me just just a mess okay so um I'm saying excuse me he like what do you mean excuse me you trying to get past and stuff 
And um, I'm like, yeah. He was like, okay, we'll go on and get past. So he telling me how I look nice in my um, my scrubs and stuff. So I'm not paying him no mind. Then when I go back downstairs, the lady like, oh, this is my son. My son lives with me. So that was all that had happened that day. You know, I washed some dishes. You know, I vacuumed. And then um, I come home. So that was that. I told him I didn't want to work with her no more. And I should have went with that. That's what I will say in this video. I had a good feeling that it was strange with her son. And I had a good feeling with her that she lied about everything she could walk around she could move around it, it was just like i should have went with it so anyway i see that they had me to work with her again they said that you know um i know she had a couple of other women to work with her but they don't work with her no more they have other jobs and we need you to work with her so me being me i'll go back and this is where i fucked up at okay this is my second day working for her so i get over there and she tells me I need you to so so let me back up when I get over there her son opens the door and her son says she's upstairs so go upstairs I ask and I I'm in the hallway and I ask and I come to her bedroom to see what she wants so I get in the bedroom and she tells me I need for you to um, clean a little bit you know what I'm saying fold some clothes and stuff and I can say that some of the things that my patients have asked me to do I just go out my way to do even though I don't have to do all of that but I still do it and um so i clean her house up wash some dishes fold some clothes and stuff like that and then i am cleaning her house then she asked me to go get groceries for her sometimes you can't get groceries for your um client if it's not far enough you know so i went to go get groceries and when i come back he opens the door and you know had a little bit more things to do around the um house and stuff so Come to find out she is nowhere in the house because every time I get done with my client's house or with my client's spirit, I always make sure that I tell them I'm leaving and I'll see them a particular day the next day. So I find out she's not there anymore, okay? When her son's telling me he's not she's not there anymore, I get to the door get to the door and where her door is, it's made where you have to have someone else to unlock it from the inside. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of them doors. So I'm asking him, can he unlock the door for me? So, by the time he is by me, he didn't get butt naked. This is a true story. He didn't get butt ass naked. And I'm trying to move away from him as he approached me. We running behind the tables and stuff. He's telling me, you know, I know you want this. I know you've been wanting me. You wear these tight scrubs and stuff like that. Um, not And let me just say this. Not that it matter. I didn't have on tight scrubs. I am a shapely, curvy woman. You know what I'm saying? Um, but that has nothing to do with it. Whether I was wearing a G-string and a bra, if I didn't ask you to come fuck me, ask me to touch me, it's you shouldn't be doing it because I didn't ask for it. And, um, but just remember that situation. So anyway, um, he's trying to touch me and stuff like that, and I'm running away from him. We running all through in the house and stuff like he tucking on my clothes and stuff saying that you know look how you look y'all ain't never had no girl to come in the house looking like you and stuff you know you wanted and stuff so my phone also had died right so i'm trying to get my phone to turn on even though it died and stuff so my phone had i'm pressing it to come up it comes on one percent and i call my mom at home and i'm trying to scream to tell her what's going on phone cut off all i get on is mommy i'm phone cut off so i can't call my mom i can't call the police and stuff but he doesn't know that my phone is turned off and i told him 
all this that is going on right now, I'm call, I'm talking to the police right now. They already know my location and everything. So, he just stopped what he doing. I'm thinking this man about to kill me in this damn house. He will not let me go. And then he opened the door. And he like, you know, while well, I'm going out the house, he like, you know, I'm just playing with you. You know, I see you. I had the days Wednesday and Friday. You know, I'm just playing with you and stuff like that. So, because mind you, it's only four or five minutes away. I called my job and I said, I'm not working for this place anymore. I was still, even though this happened, I was still going to work for the company. I just wasn't going to work for this place. But this will have me all the way fucked up. Call the company and tell them what they happened. And they said, well, did you work the end of your shift? Um, did you hear what the fuck I just said? This trying to rape me, touch me, fuck me, kiss me, lick me. Some, something he trying to do, running after me, pulling on my clothes. You asked me, did I finish my motherfucking shift? Then the lady who trained me, because who was also my supervisor, going to ask, well, what did you have on? Did you have on scrubs? And I'm like, yeah, what that got to do with? She was like, well, I just want to know, did you have on some shorts or some, um, because jeans, because some home health phase, you know, since they work at people's homes, they'll wear regular clothes. I have always wear scrubs because it's a professional thing to do. But I just couldn't believe that she kept asking me, you sure you don't wear nothing tight? Her as a woman, I'm in a situation where a person could have potentially raped me or killed me in the house where I could not get the fuck out. I literally was trapped in that house and she's asked me what I had on. It was disgusting for her to be another woman and tell me that shit. Like, really. Not asking me, is you okay? Did you call the police or anything like that? Asking me, did I have on tight clothes and stuff? And I feel like when I watch a lot of stories and documentaries and movies and stuff, it's always that one man or that female that's dumb as fuck in the cut talking about some, oh, well, they was asking for it. They had on, they had on um, a shirt with no bra. They had on some tight-ass jeans. No one is asking for it. If someone has not physically, you know when somebody into you, if someone has not gave you the signs and y'all both is essential on it for y'all to both have sex and stuff like that, it's wrong. And you should never take advantage of someone like that. It's disgusting. All these women throwing away their cock to any man that's looking, and you want somebody that don't want you. Okay? So after that, you know, um, I told her that I was going to quit and stuff, and I went to the job, picked up my check and stuff, and they just thought it was a joke, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, well, you was saying you didn't want to work with no man. I guess you really didn't want to work with no man. And I said it wasn't that I was working. I didn't want to work with. I didn't want to work with no man. But y'all had me in a situation making it seem like she was just by herself. You know what I'm saying? She got around with her wheelchair and she was by herself. Y'all didn't tell me this. And then when I'm letting y'all know, y'all not doing nothing. I didn't call the police. Um, I think I messed up with that situation too. I should have called the police. But I felt like I should have called the police because, mind you, they said it was other women that have been there before and stuff like that and um what if them women stopped working because they was harmed or he did the same thing to them or what if i enraged him so much for quitting and stuff like that when she lies and say she wants another worker he might not let this person get out so that always weigh on me a lot and i should have did more with that situation yeah i really should have did more with that situation but you know, I had got my check and I quit. And after I quit with that, that's when I started working as being a nursing assistant. I never wanted to be a home health aide. I should have stuck with my first mind, even though I wanted the experience. It's not for me, anybody that wants to be a home health aide. Ladies, 
first off, even though men are home health face, be 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 safe if you want to do it. I do not recommend it. If I had children, I wouldn't want them to be a home health aide. But you know, let some. If you are a home health aide, the things I would say is make sure that you have a supervisor or the person who's your scheduler. Make sure you ask who are all in the house. Make sure that if you have a brother, sister, a mom, dad, boyfriend, girlfriend, make sure you always send your location. Let them know when you're supposed to be working and when you're supposed to be getting off. And um, stick to what you don't want to work with. If you don't want to work with women, stick to it. If you don't want to work with men, stick to that. Because as a home health aide, you never know what you're going into. I am Nunu Vixen, and this is Girl Talk.